drink cinema. Cheese. Welcome to Two Drink Cinema. We are two out of three brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm high. Say hi. So high you almost touched the sky? Almost touched the sky. Almost touched the sky. Thank you. Thank you. Once in a lifetime, you make a friend that lasts forever. Oh, on and off via letters. Yep. Yep, until they die. Give and share a man. Yeah. We are reviewing Beaches from 1988. It is 35 years since the iconic song was released and the movie that goes along with it and is occasionally remembered as referenced in the song. Yes. Let's have a drink. Yes, let's. I created another one based on a couple of cocktails. Look, there's she drinks a stinger in the movie. Yeah. Couldn't find the ingredients. So, uh, it also sounds has some, terrible. If any, yeah, it does. If, if this could be shit as well. If anybody has some white creme de menthe or some um, cognac, cognac lying around, let me know. But I didn't want to buy either of them, so yeah. I've done a little something a little bit cheeky. This is the combination of two mm-hmm. um, cocktails, kind of mixed together. Yep, a sex on the beach. Oh yeah, and a red death. So I'm calling it <laughs> a death on the beach. Oh, ouch. Yeah, sorry, Barb. Ouch. Poor Hillary. Poor Hillary, bitch. It's, yes, um, so it has in it vodka, peach schnapps, cranberry juice, and some white sparkling wine. It looks quite... <laughs> Pink? Yeah. Uh, but not strong. Let's have a taste. Colour. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, oh! <laughs> that takes more like medicine than last week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've ruined some good ingredients there. Um, look. Oh. Oh no, that's bad. Oh, Brett, what have you done? <laughs> it's the sparkling. It's the sparkling. Yeah. yeah, it's the mix of the sparkling and the cranberry. I think. You know what I like about this? Nope. You know what I That's like bad. about this That's cranberry really juice? Yeah. Is it says Bickford's cranberry fruit drink, high in antioxidants, nothing artificial, mm-hmm. but it has a 0.5 health star rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good try, Bickford's. Bickford's. And it also it has no preservatives, but you can leave it in the fridge for a year. Yeah, as we have done on occasion. Um, yeah, so that's shit. I don't know if I'll drink that. Um, I don't. That's quite either. bad. Shall I go to the fridge and get one of those ones that's left over from two out of three recommend? Nah, that's all right. Um, look. Let's talk about the... It was an experiment that went wrong. Story of Beaches. Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey. Yes. From 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. Iconic song and an iconic movie. One of our oldest friends was devastated when I told her I hadn't watched it. Yeah. Um, And to be honest, I could have gone the rest of my life without watching it. Wow. It's very... It's not much, is it? It's very interesting that this is 1988 and then her singing at the start at the Hollywood Bowl is very, very produced for a rehearsal slash sound check. 
Yeah. Like, it's perfect sounding vocals. It's Bette Midlerly. Yeah. No, she's not. Yeah. It's heavily produced <laughs> vocals. Anyway. And it can be on the soundtrack. But those couple of scenes do set up well that she is famous. She's at the Hollywood Bowl, number yeah, one. She's sold out. Uh, and then she has a limo and an assistant and the... Airlines are trying really hard to look after her, and then the rental car guy is a fan. Fan, yeah. If she's at the Hollywood Bowl, she's flying from LA to San Francisco. I would have thought you could just get your limo to drive you there. Well, that's a, a, that was a bit confusing for me. I will say, LA, I don't know. I only really. just thought of it now. It's only a six-hour drive. I would have just driven straight there. I said, "Hey, Larry, whatever the." Taxi driver, taxi limo driver's name is. Go straight there. The flight time is an hour 25. So it probably would have well, taken her an hour to drive to LAX. That's true. Get through TSA. It's 1988, so TSA then wasn't what it is now. She doesn't have anything with her, though. That's true. Then to find a ticket, buy a ticket, get on, get to San Fran, get a car to drive her to... Outside San Francisco, as we learn, mm. she was where she lives. Do you know what I mean? Just drive she was there. in the hospital. Yeah, just drive there though. Yeah, five hours. Speed. The cops probably a fan of her. Yeah, well, I think that's how she got up because at one stage she did get pulled over, but then you never saw anything. Yeah, she got pulled over, but she didn't get pulled over. Mm. Anyway, um, that's the glory of love, I guess. We flash back. From her renting a car. We don't know why she's left. It's just an emergency. Yeah. But we flash back to May and Balak with red hair. Yeah. Hiding like a troll under the seats. Why do they keep her in the <laughs> shadows under the dock and not show her face? That was the first thing I wrote on this thing. I, I wrote, why do they make her look like a troll? <laughs> it was very strange. And I... I get that, like, they maybe wanted to hold back the reveal of how much she does look like a young Bette Midler. Mm. But, but we know, know that she's going to look We've like that. We've got to know it's a young Bette Midler. Yeah. Um, from the voice, from the whole thing. Maybe it's the fact that she's in the costume that they're holding back. I don't know. But still, it makes her look like a troll under the bridge that if I was Hillary, I would not have talked to. She didn't, have, she didn't have a choice. Yeah. It's warming on. She had no one to talk to. But um, Mae Balak does a very good job of playing a young Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. Um, she's quite good. And the casting of her mum is great. Oh, yeah. She's like Lady a... Kazan. She's like a 75% Bette Midler without the talent, but with the stage mum persona. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. We have, yeah, so they get very quickly separated. They're friends, yeah. They're, but they're friends straight away. Because kids, that's what happened to kids. When you, you yeah. made friends when you were on holiday and then you never saw them again and you keep in touch via letters, nowadays or maybe TikTok. You saw them every summer. Yeah. But this seems to be a one-off because they're moving away from Atlantic City. Yeah. Uh, and their letters cover 10 years in about two letters. Uh-huh. So they go from 
Mayim Balik, who is in one scene, I think, made to look a little bit taller. And then she's Bette Midler, mm-hmm. which happens very quickly. But that happens throughout the movie. Yeah. And it's one of those drama movies where the movie... And this is what I think they've done well. I don't want people to think I think it's a bad movie. Yep. Okay. But I don't say it's maybe a movie that you have to have seen. If you don't think it's a bad movie, maybe you could say something good about it. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm about to. But I realized, I said with my opening, I could have gone my life without having seen it. Okay. Yes. It's a good movie, but I don't think it's a, you have to have seen this movie. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yep, 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 yep. So what they do do very well is it's one of those drama movies where it's not about stuff happening, mm-hmm. but it's about something. Yes. And that something is obviously friendship. Um, yes, it is. And so... And something about beaches. They do this connection over the letters and they become friends. Yep. Um and there's always this interesting thing about the level of their friendship is that they both think of each other as really close friends, but then there's quite a few moments throughout the movie where they really don't know that much about each other. Yeah, Like that's when true. they live together, they're like, she's like, are you always like this? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, they don't know actually what each other are actually like. They just know a few things that they've done in the last 10 years of writing letters to each other. Yeah, that's true. The so they get separated at the start, and then she leaves her family. Barbara Hershey leaves her family and moves to New York and ends up living in the shitty apartment with Bet before Bet is famous. And then that brings them a little bit closer together. And then the paths kind of their trajectories cross over from law student to protester Mm. and from struggling to audition to first famous off-Broadway musical. Yeah. Which is an odd, very off-Broadway weird thing directed by and written by John Hurd. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's very strange. It is very strange, but I think it's meant to be very strange in that off-Broadway commentary on whatever thing. Industry. Industry. Oh, industry. <laughs> Why wasn't that released as the single? Uh, it could have won an Oscar. Yeah. I mean. Could have, like, been a number one hit. And we wouldn't even be talking about Wind Beneath My Wings. No. Nah. There is, it's very obvious that there is going to be a falling out over John Hurd. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, but up until that point, I've, I've skipped over a couple of things. There's there's a couple of very good ways in which they show the differences between their characters. So, Barbara Hershey, Hillary, leaves her set-up life, mm-hmm. but then pretty much straight away gets a job in New York. Yeah, she's at the ACLU. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like kind of being like, well... If you went to college and got a degree, you'd have work bet. Like that goes kind of against she's still struggling with auditions. Yeah. And then even when it's like she's like a big thing, Hillary gets the man. Yeah. 
they and they show they she's show better looking. well how Bet is struggling because she doesn't get auditions. She sings the song that we know she sings well from the opening, "The Glory of Love," and not the Peter Cetera version. Mm. And then she has to do the singing telegram stuff, which is the lowest of lows uh-huh. for a singer, especially dressed up as a rabbit. Yep. Then, yeah, the Hillary and John hooking up drives the first wedge between them, mm-hmm. and they have a fight. But then she has to leave because her daddy's sick. Yeah. So she has to go back home, look after my plants, and the plants become a representation of their friendship. They do. It's what they call a metaphor. Yeah. Um, And the plants die uh, as their friendship is growing weaker and less. they are less connected. Yes. Like the... um Plants need water to grow. Mm. So does their friendship. Yeah. Hence why they're always at the beach, because that's where the water that's is. That's where the water Thank is. You. Yeah. But do not feed your plants with salt water. Uh, no. Okay. Although, if you saw a couple of plants in Lee's house, you wouldn't be taking his advice. I only have the remains of one. Okay? <laughs> yes. Right. But... Uh, while the lack of connection or the connection between Bet and Barbara is worsening, the connection with Bet and John is increasing. Yeah. Okay. I find this weird. Yeah. Even though Bet always had a thing for John. Yes. And John knew that. Yes. Um, even though then he slept with her best friend. Um, Can I also say, I like John Hurd, but... The best looking man I've ever seen. Nope. Barbara Hershey, you went to law school. I'm sure there are better looking men in law school. Yes. Than John Hurd. Also, she's been in rich people, like a, a place with people in it. <laughs> so I'm sure. Not that John Hurd is ugly. Yeah. But, but yeah. you could walk down the street in New York and see very good looking people. Yeah. And San Francisco. Like there are good looking people in San Francisco. I've been there twice. Mm. Mm. Maybe Name she's drop. looking at the long part, the wrong part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I never liked that. And then they got married. A very abrupt of convenience. They married very quick, very quickly. And for some reason, the guy doing the wedding was in a neck brace. I wrote that. I'm and like, it was never what? explained. Why are you in yeah, a neck why? brace, Hector Elizondo? Yeah. What? Did Hector was Hector Elizondo in a neck brace? And they're like, fuck it, whatever. Yep, I just don't understand. But then, like, explain to me. I'm going to Google it. Neck brace in beaches, Hector Elizondo. That's probably not how you spell it. No, it doesn't sound like Oh, it. Hector Elizondo is how it's spelt. Anyway, um, so yeah, they get married because. Well, I think it goes into Bet wanting a perfect ideal life and success, and marriage is part of success. Yes. In one of Hillary's letters to Bet, though, she says, don't be seduced by the money of Broadway. And that, to me, shows a bit of another, like, you don't understand your friend. No, she's got Cece money. Is, no, but Cece is all about... 
performing in front of people. Yeah, but it's never been, from my reading of CC, it was never about the art no. for CC. It was always yeah, okay. about the performing. Yeah. So that to me says that Hillary has a very different has very different ideas of art versus success, but also not such a good idea of why CC's doing these things. Yeah. Like she doesn't understand CC. No. I don't think they quite understand each other. I wrote different lives, good friends, stuff happens, friendship survives. Friendship survives, but not all of the friends not, do. Not Hillary. Uh, or her dad. Um, or her mum. Then the, the distance between their friendship increases and you can see in the letters that they're holding stuff back from each other. Yeah. Like when Hillary asks Cece if she sees much of John and they've gotten married without telling her. Why does the guy marrying them have a neck brace? Yeah, he does, she doesn't mention that in the letter. No. And we get a moment. Yeah, we get a moment in the now time. Yeah. Of her driving to San Francisco where she gets pulled over. Then we just go back to the yeah, old time. Yeah, and she pulls over. And then, and then we cut back to the But the memory the wasn't about a police officer. Like, you know what I mean? No, yeah. Like, it had no. no connection to me, for me whatsoever. The Broadway show that she does star in is fun. The titsling. Yeah, yeah, vulgar, yeah. but fun. Do you wear a titsling or do you wear a brassie? Um, oh. And it that shows, I think, Bette Midler's range as a musical star. Yeah. Like her acting range isn't amazing. Yeah, Like okay. when she's meant to be sad, angry later in the disco, not great. Later in the disco. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... When she goes from like singing her uh, sound check song at Hollywood Bowl mm. to singing the song about industry to singing Titsling to then later singing Wind Beneath My Wings and then Glory of Love. Yeah. That range as a musical person yes. is quite highlighted in this show. So she's got what she wants. Uh -huh. Cece, now she's the Broadway star and she's got lots of money and unnecessary portraits of herself in her apartment. And That's how you know you've made it. Yeah. and But Hillary now has gone the other way mm. and it hasn't got what she wants and she is now the kept wife and everything about her is decided by the man which she was complaining about earlier. Everything in her life was decided by her father. And that's when they turn full bitch on each other. Oh, the is it in the store? With yes. Betty Spaghetti? Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar marriage of convenience is the bitchiest line oh, wow. in the whole thing. You're just jealous of my success. You're just jealous of new money gets thrown around in there as well. Mm. Uh, and then, yes, the marriage of convenience uh, and the fight has to happen for story and for trope reasons. Mm. So then they stop communicating. Bet well, still writes letters. Yeah. But she, Hillary doesn't read them. Hillary doesn't open them, even though Hillary was the worst of the two. But also, we can still see that Hillary regrets the fight, but she's not strong enough emotionally to deal with it, which she admits when she comes back to the disco. Yes. Because after her husband has an affair and she kicks and him she's out. she's gotten fat. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and she kicks him out. Um, her, I don't know if it's her auntie or her maid, tells her that her singer friend is at a nightclub in San Francisco. Well, I think that was her maid, but then there's also that auntie that's around. Like she that was, was from the, the start, very start, and then yeah. when she's sick in the hospital. Yeah, that the auntie's just there when she needs to be, but not there that often. Yeah. It's weird. So I'm jumping around a bit, but the kind of story does as well um, in terms of just giving us bits and pieces of stuff that happened through their lives within the context of them growing and changing as people and their friendship growing and changing. Because we also get the scene of when Cece leaves John to go to her mother and her mother, brutal. Oh, you wore everyone out. Yeah. No one can give you any more attention because you need so much attention. I moved to Miami to get away from you. Yeah. 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 Not like that episode of Seinfeld I watched recently where George wants his parents to get away from him. It's the yeah. other way around. Yeah. Um, so that happened and then they get divorced anyway, Ben yeah. and John, as do Hillary and the man I don't know the name of because he's a minor, really, character. Yep, forgot. They meet back together at the disco, and I'm very glad that that's not a very easy reunion. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Hug, hug, stinger, stinger. Let's move into an apartment together. Yeah. Um, it was There was a bit of a fight, and then a bit more of a fight, and then Hillary admitting that she's not strong enough to have dealt with it properly. Yeah. Um, and then another couple of bitchy comments, because they're f- ladies that are friends, so... There's always yeah. going to be bitchy comments. Of course. Not generalizing. My apologies, anybody listening. I did like that just by making Bet's hair a bit bigger is the device to make her look older. Yep. And that years have passed. So her hair at the start is quite large. And then they do this kind of revealy thing. Yeah, at the Hollywood, which Bowl, I think like is the unnecessary. Back of the head and then turn around, and it's like everybody was going to go. Oh my god, it's Bette Midler! Oh, it's Bette Midler, the woman that's on the fucking poster and the plays on a the singer fucking poster and has that hair. Yeah, and has that hair and plays a singer in every movie that she is in. Yeah, except Hocus Pocus, although she does. Sing she in does Hocus sing Pocus. in that outrageous fortune. She doesn't sing. No, she's an actress. She's she she's meets Shelley Long at an audition. Yeah, but she's not a singer. She wants to be. She wants to be a fucking actress. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, hey, I think I want to be an actress. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's not much more to continue oh, because... watch Outrageous Fortune again? The rest... <laughs> I didn't write much notes on the rest because she has the baby. Yep. Uh, and there's funny bits of Bet not wanting to be in the delivery room and then Bet fainting. Yeah. And which and gives everybody us... worrying about her yeah, instead. Which yeah. gives us another moment of Barbara Hershey being a little bit jealous of her famous friend. Uh-huh. But then she has the baby and she doesn't name the baby after her friend, her best friend ever, She's a name, Victoria Cecilia. Yes. Um, and then her the only friend as girl well. grows up to be a spoiled brat. Of course. Um, and hopefully in Beaches 2, mm. that brings her down a couple of pegs. Maybe. Maybe she's a stage mum. Yeah, could be. Mm. I've got a comment to make about their singing, but we'll come back to that um, shortly. That's actually in worse lines. The singing? I've got something. No, no, I've got something that remember. So then she dies. Spoiler alert. Which, if you know that, if you don't know by now. You you meant to know that. I was trying to think back in the day, 
did people know that going in? Or were they just nah. there to see like a lighthearted movie with Bette Midler and kind of Barbara Hershey in it as well? I think they were there for a Barbara Hershey, Bette Midler dramedy yeah. about friendship. But they didn't, but know. didn't know the death. I thought it was the cancer. Uh, no, it was a myocardial infarction. Yeah, viral. Viral myocardial Yeah. Yeah. Which, I watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy the other day, and somebody had that as well. Oh, wow. Was it Barbara Hershey? No, it was a kid. Did they die? Uh, no, they got a transplant, because that transplants happened really quickly. Anyway. So, there is a bit of clash between Bet and the daughter, which is really Bet the daughter being another representation of Hillary. Yes. But then... But sassier. They spend a good summer together. And that this is probably the slowest section of the movie in terms of the most stuff happening in one period of time. Yeah. Because we get to the pinnacle of the friendship and they're, that's when they're, they're at their closest. And you can see a lot of Barbara Hershey thinking, obviously thinking about leaving the daughter with Bet. Yeah. When she dies. And then she does... When they're dancing on the beach. Yeah, and then she does die, and the wind beneath my wings happens. And the wind beneath my wings is not as nicely vocally produced as the other songs. It's a bit more raw for emotional purposes, I think. Mm. Yeah? Oh, and no, that's in the net. That's yeah, in the and then they bit. get the concert, and then there is the the glory of love. Yeah. Um, a nice version. Mm. And so that's it. I think it's a very well-made movie. I like that it's, like I said, a drama where stuff happens and it's not about the stuff, it's about the message of friendship. The letters are a very good device of keeping the audience updated on the progress of their lives and then we just check in at them at key moments where their paths cross. So we don't need all these scenes of like Hillary going to law school or all of these failed auditions for Bet. Blah, 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 blah. We you just get one, that yeah. bits and pieces of letters and then we just get the key moments where they spend together. What are your thoughts on her quick, getting quickly engaged to that doctor? Bet. Uh, it makes sense for her character, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, got an audition, see ya. Yeah. She, she doesn't realise until the seriousness of Barbara Hershey her cardiac condition, she doesn't realise how much of a needy person she is until the moment with her mum and then the seriousness of she realises how much she needs Barbara Hershey's friendship and that helps her realise how needy she is. Yes. And so she manipulates Barbara Hershey into breaking up with the doctor. Mm. But then Barbara Hershey asks the doctor out on a date. When? We should catch up for dinner next week. Oh, that was just a no. nice... No, that was a That nice. was another sharing. No. It's another sharing. No. Yep. No. Incorrect. Uh, yeah. So it's a good It's a good movie. Yeah. It's well acted by both of the mains. It's nothing and most overly of the minors. special. Um, it just has a great song as well. Yeah. Speaking of the song... Yes. That is the cultural impact... Yes, that's basically it. It didn't launch anyone. Mayim Balak? Yeah, it launched her. Um, uh, Wind Beneath My Wings won 
the Grammy for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. Oh, okay. Uh, and the film was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Art Direction. Not the song. Interesting. Interesting. That I found. I kind of want to look that up, but um, I won't. Um, the I don't feel like art direction. Like, was it a particularly good-looking movie? I think there was lots of different bits of it. Like, there was the big house, the beach house, the stages, that apartment, her apartment. That's all yeah. I can think of. A okay. beach. Another, Another beach. beach. Yeah, two um, beaches. Yeah, the song was number one on Billboard Hot 100. For a few weeks, I imagine. And um, on the AFI's list of best move, 100 best songs from movies, it is number 44. Wow. Mm. Mm. Interesting. That would include every musical ever made. Every other musicals as well. Yeah. Lifetime made a remake of the film, which aired on January 22, 2017. A remake? Yeah. Good. And um, Adina Menzel played Bette Midler's part. Oh, okay. The film includes the songs Wind Beneath My Wings and Glory of Love, just in case you didn't know. Yeah, right. They were going to do a musical stage adaptation. Mm. But it never got off the ground. Oh, no, it did. But it didn't make it big. It didn't get to Broadway. Okay. They announced, they um, planned a sequel because there's a book. A sequel yes. called Beaches 2, I'll Be There. Okay. And it was going to be another song there for sure. Barbara Eden was going to be in that. I Dream of Jeannie. That never happened. Yeah. Nor should it have. No. Uh, it's referenced in The Simpsons. They do that Krusty gets cancelled and they do that Krusty comeback special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he does a duet with Bette Miller singing Wind Beneath My Wings. Yep. Um, it's referenced in Will and Grace in, the, um, in an episode where Jack meets somebody at the... Was it a bookstore? Yeah. And he goes... Our hands touch as we reach for a copy of The Making of Beaches. Uh, in Unbreak- That's barely a reference. I know. <laughs> uh, in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, yep. it's referenced Titus, the gay friend, sensing a theme, um, wants to watch it followed by Beaches 2, She's Still Dead. <laughs> it and is. Yeah, sorry. The film is apparently famously referenced in a Seinfeld episode. Where Jerry Jerry has a girlfriend and they watch the movie and she's she's like reduced to tears. Yep. And he has no reaction. Yes. Yep. Yep, that's true. Yeah. That would have been me. Um and you know what? That's about it. Okay, the, the cultural impact is the song. Really. Yep. So other than that, it's very iconic. It's an iconic bet middle movie. It's maybe now her second most iconic role. I feel like her most iconic role is now Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I asked ChatGPT, mm-hmm. why does Hector Elizondo wear a neck brace in beaches? Yeah. Right? And I've said this a couple of times. I don't think the robots are close to taking us over. All right? If well, they are, I'm ready and I'm, I'm apologizing to any machines listening right now. When I buy my robot vacuum, I will be thanking it. JetGPT says, 
Hector Elizondo's character John Pierce wears a neck brace in the 1988 film Beaches for a specific narrative purpose. I'm like, okay, here we go. In the movie, the character John Pierce is a successful attorney who is struggling with health issues, specifically a neck injury. The neck brace serves as a visual representation of his physical ailment and also symbolises the challenges he faces in his personal and professional life. John Pierce is the name of John Hurt's character. Then I said, um, he's only in one scene. ChatGPT said, I apologise for any confusion earlier. Upon further review, it appears that Hector Elizondo's character, John Pierce, only appears in one scene in the movie Beaches. While the reason for his character wearing a neck brace in this specific scene might not be explicitly stated in the film, it's possible that the brace was used as a narrative device to imply past injury or add a unique characteristic to the character. Then I said, who's John Hurd's character in Beaches? In the 1988 film Beaches, John Hurd portrays the character Michael Essex, a successful, charming, and somewhat unscrupulous attorney. What? Michael is a close friend and confidant of the character Hilary Whitney, played by Barbara Hershey. I don't um, think ChatGPT's seen Beaches. The character of Michael plays a significant role in the narrative as he is involved in a complicated and tumultuous relationship with Hilary, which adds drama and depth to the storyline. Can you ask ChatGPT if it's seen Beaches? Have, have you, you seen have Beaches? Have you watched Beaches, the 1988 movie? I don't have the capability to watch movies. <laughs> well, seems like that. For the record, um, best original song at the Oscars that year was won by Let the River Run from Working Girl, music and lyrics by Carly Simon. Oh, Okay. Calling You from Baghdad Cafe, music and lyrics by Bob Telson was nominated. And so was Two Hearts from Buster, music by Lamont Dozier and lyrics by Phil Collins. There's only three nominees. Can you just do a fourth nominee? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Lamont Dozier wrote most of the Motown hits. Two one third. Yeah. He wrote about, a th- well, he was one third of the okay. famous writing duo at the Motown Studios. Shall we give some awards? What do you think? Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was also... So, it grossed... Um, oh, yeah. It budget of $20 million. It only made $57 million. Wow. It was the 19th highest grossing movie of 1989. That's a shit year for movies. <laughs> because it was released, like, late December 88. The number one movie in 1989... Was uh, Batman. Yeah, which made $251 million. Yeah. And uh, Wind Beneath My Wings was the second, seventh highest selling song of 1989, just above Girl You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli <laughs> and Under Cold Hearted by Paul. Oh, Paul Abdul had a good year that year. Michael Jackson at the top of that. Uh, Look Away by Chicago. And then My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Oh. Yeah. All right. Some awards. Yes. The Andy Millman from Ricky Gervais's Extras Worst Extra Award. Mm-hmm. After the play, they have an after party. Yes, they do. And there is a guy in the green room yep. telling everyone how shit the play was. Yeah. I thought I'm that like, was weird. I don't understand it. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the guy at that party who walks in with a case of wine who looks like little Richard. Yeah, he's... Who was then at the wedding. He's a friend. 
Uh, he or a part of, of the Dorothy, company. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which the impact of this movie is for gays everywhere. Well, you skipped, kind of skipped over that bit. You referenced it. It's, it's in Will and Grace, and it's Will and Grace and the gay friend of Kimmy Schmidt. But the gays are what's keeping this on streaming. Let's be honest. The gays keeping Bet going. <laughs> oh, she wouldn't have a career without us. All right. So yes, the guy that looks like Little Richard that just pops up randomly. I wrote the piano player at the very start. You know, and she leaves, and then he's like, "Cece." I don't know. I, I just thought it was shit. Oh, when she was a kid? No. When, at the very, very start, when she gets that letter and then she goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he just looked weird to me. Um, I also wrote the flight desk woman at the airport. She's like, fog, fog, it's fog. Planes don't land when there's fog. But not the, There's fog. Not the woman that's like, can you check if it's cleared? The, the yeah. woman that's just like, I am sorry. But flights cannot land in fog. Yeah. It was very shit. I I had another one, and it's a common thing. The guy, when she goes back to get together with John Pierce, the attorney that marries Hillary that's played by Hector Elizondo. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, John Pierce yeah, yeah, yeah. played by John Pierce. John yep. He, the dog is going nuts. The point of the dog, I don't get the yeah. dog is going nuts and like three people walk past the apartment building and don't even react. Yeah. I'm like, this is a great Dane yeah. losing its mind. You are shitting yourself in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, I wrote the woman at the sales counter. Oh, I wrote her for worst extra. Only Move because you need. the woman who played her, was she was in a league of their own. She oh, played yeah, yeah. Betty Spaghetti. Yeah, Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. Um, but I reckon it's the guy at the party that's talking shit about the play. Yeah, because that's like you're you're invited into the green room, mate. Like, be a little bit appreciative of being invited to the party. Can we just write the play as the shit extra? Play's oh, worst, player's worst oh, line. Industry. <laughs> yeah. Best extra, named after Estelle Reiner. Um, I'll have what she's having. I wrote uh, Iris Mayandowski. <laughs> The, the the um girl at the start that walks on her hands, which her which <laughs> will come up queer. yeah that'll come up in the next <laughs> award I think. I wrote Marge the I wrote Marge as well who just faints and then I wrote the guy at her audition that sings K Sarah Sarah yeah he's great K Sarah. <laughs> what about um the old man what's his name that has the kitty review. Yeah. Oh, mm. Oh. Mm. Because he also is sitting next to that Hollywood agent, like watching the girls and looking at the Hollywood agent going, hey, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. hey. I think it's Kesara. The Kesara so guy. <laughs> yep. Um, he gave it everything. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Friend of Dorothy again. The crying moment. I didn't cry. I didn't think you would. When she died, because one, I don't cry at sad things. That's my sociopathic tendency. Mm-hmm. And I also already knew she was going to die because yeah, this movie's because been out 35 years. 35 years. Uh, yeah, and it's I iconic am for her dying. Aware of popular culture. Yeah. But I did moisten mm-hmm. in her last version of The Glory of Love. Was it when she did the wave? That's the story of. Was it that bit? Exactly. And when and she looked at Victoria. Yeah. And they're like, oh, now she's going to be a mum and they're going to like each other and it's happy. 
Mm. So I moistened. That's named after Ben Stiller in There's Something About Mary, the mm. cryingest moment. Mm-hmm. The Halle Berry X-Men, What Happens to Frogs When They Get Struck by Lightning. Same thing as everything else. Worst line. I, I wrote hand-walking queer. <laughs> yep, odd. I wrote when she, they're in the store and they're having their fight and Bet calls Hillary, you stupid little witch. I wrote, you're so talented, I can't even yodel. Yeah, I did too. Do you mm. know why? Because what has yodeling got to do with anything? Yes, but also it's a running joke that Barbara Hershey can't sing, right? Even when yes. they're 11 yeah, years old. Yeah, okay. This right? is, yep, 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 yep. When they're 11 years old, Barbara Hershey tries to sing something and CC says, well, no, it's not Barbara Hershey, um, Hillary tries to sing something and CC's like, mm, don't sing. Yeah. Then at Christmas, mm-hmm. in Latin, they sing Christmas carols in perfect harmony. Yeah. So I can't even yodel. Mm. You can sing, bitch. I also wrote from that same Christmas scene, oh, let's do another carol. And she says, no, I've had enough. And then she said, I sang all those dreidel songs for you. Yeah, that's odd. Just in case you didn't know she was Jewish. That's like I found it really weird, that line. And isn't there even, there's only one dreidel song. There's only one song about dreidel. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I don't know how it goes. I'm not going to offend any people that I've probably already Um, had. I also wrote, when she faints from having the cardiac stuff on Uh the stairs at the courtroom. Oh, yes. um, And then her presumably boss says, maybe she's diabetic or something. Like, what? Yeah. What, give her a lolly snake and that might fix it? Yeah. Who are you, the clothes police? I read at one point. Do we give it to a bad line or a line that doesn't fit the character? Because I can't even yodel doesn't fit earlier scenes and the character. I mean, yodeling is hard. That's true. I can yodel. But can, can Bet yodel? Can Bet probably yodel not? Yeah, because she in um, big business she kicks she him does. in the little lady who's. Yeah, she so does she can yodel. yodel. She can yodel. She can also probably play pool. I reckon Bet Midler. She just has to pretend for this movie that she can't. So John yeah, Hurd can because oh, she grew like up in sound. clubs. Click, click, she, click. She grew up in those types of places. Yeah. So what are we giving the worst line to? I almost want to say hand walking queer. Hand walking queer. I can't make a TikTok because out of that. she says it a few times, and then at the end, you know, and then she's at the ACLU, and then Beck comes in, and goes, "Guess who got the lead in that weird play?" Yeah, she goes, "The hand walking queer." Wow. Yeah, I can't make that into a TikTok though. Weird. Anyway, um, the I'm your father, most iconic scene, the song slash when she dies. Yeah. That's it. Like them standing together on a beach. No, I also them yeah. taking the photos no, when you they know, were kids. And it's, as the song starts, and then they're sitting on the beach, and then to go to the funeral. The, the song. Okay. The montage that is the song is the most iconic scene. All right. Done. Um, I also. It could have a better name than beaches. What? Well, what's beaches got to do with it? They met at a beach. She died at a beach. There's a beach they have house. A beach house. I I feel like it's in the not book, like every year they I f- go to the beach. I feel like in the book they spend more time at beaches. Yeah, you could have called CC and Hillary or something. No, that's a shit name. 
CCing and dry. I don't know. Cardio, myo, infarction. Could have called it wind beneath my wings. Nah. Could have called it glory of love. It doesn't matter. Titles don't matter when it's bit middle on the poster. Oh, speaking of titles. All right. Because we've reviewed Beaches this week for Two Drink Cinema, we are going to do our top five movie songs. Now, from last oh, week. God. This is tough. We've had a bit more of a discussion about the criteria. Yep. One, they have to be a song. Yep. <laughs> they have to be in a movie. Two. So I have suggested, and I think this is where we landed. Yep. That it is a song that is written for the movie. Uh huh. And it is a song that you hear that stands on its own. Yep. But also when you hear it, you think almost straight away about the movie. Okay. Okay. So I just changed mine. So one that I gave as an example that didn't quite make it, then I went for quality of movie and quality of song to okay. get to my top five. Yeah. Because Ow. Ghostbusters stands alone as a song mm-hmm. and you automatically but think the of a movie, shit. but the song is not as good. Yeah. Right? But something like Don't You, brackets, forget about me, yeah. brackets, you hear the song a lot, yeah. but you don't go, oh, Breakfast Club. Some people do. Some people I do. do. I do not. But I actually don't even like the movie. So, um, so shall we do it? Okay. You can go first this okay. week. My num- I just changed my order. My number five is Footloose. Oh, my God. Me too. <laughs> I, just I just changed it. I can't see notes, everybody. I did have something else there that I'll give an honourable mention to when we get there, but my number... Five is Footloose. Written it's for the movie. It's a good song, written for the movie, and of course you're going to think of the movie because it's the name of the movie. Yes. Stands on itself as a song, and if you've ever been to a wedding, you've danced to it. Very iconic. The, the so new not version, fun. not yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, not the, the Kevin the, Bacon the, version, the, the new the one. The non-Zac Efron version. Yeah, it didn't quite the, have Zac Efron. The Afro Julianne Huff version. So should I say my four now? Yeah, because I already said my five. Yeah. <laughs> so my four is Lose Yourself. Okay. By Eminem from Eminem. the movie Eight you Mile. Do think of the movie Eight Mile? It's what? a very good song. It's a rap song that won an Oscar. It's got to be good. Eminem just slips in. One thing I said was I discounted a couple of songs because I didn't include movies for musicians. So like Prince's okay. Purple Rain. Yeah. Or like any of the Beatles movies. Partly because okay. the movies are shit. Yeah. Um. But then I've. I kind of changed those rules. Right. Okay. Number four, I have Wind Beneath My Wings. Okay. All right. Yep. Because I don't think it's as good of a song as my top three. Okay. Okay. Um, Except for... Fly high, so high against the sky. Yep. So high over touch the sky. Anyway, I could go on. Your number three? Uh, my number three is I Will Always Love You from The Bodyguard. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Iconic. Iconic. It wasn't originally written for the movie. That movie. But, but that version, that version was. was for the movie. And that version is surpassed, has surpassed anything Dolly did with it. And it is so iconic that I knew what the mo- the song was before I knew who Whitney Houston was. Correct. There you go. Number three for me, yep. 
Lose Yourself. Oh, okay. It's a rap song that won an Oscar. It's got to be good. (laughs) It's got to be good. And it is that movie and that is like that I think kind of really pushed Eminem into as much into the mainstream as he could be as a rapper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number two is uh, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic by Celine Dion. Also mine. Oh, that's your number two as well? Yeah, that's my number two as well. Okay. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Um, Look, the song's huge. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. The the song is massive um, and... Still massive now. They use it in um, clips for sporting games. You know what they think? It's like everything's better with the Titanic music. Um, And... Her song and her heart has gone on. Yeah. As has the movie. She's not well at the moment, apparently. My number two is My Heart Will Go On. Okay. Your number one. I have four honourable mentions. Oh, yeah, good. Ready? Yep. Wind Beneath My Wings. Yep. Time of My Life. Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah, good one. Um, Nine to Five, from Nine to Five. I have that in my honourable mentions as well. And... Uh, just for the family, I've got um, Shallow from A Star Is Born. <laughs> um, I had yeah. another one just pop into my head and then just pop out of my head. I would also Final say I mentions. put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus. Okay. Midler. Not written for the movie. Singing in the Rain from Singing in the Rain. My honourable mentions, 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Staying Alive. Yeah, okay. From Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Um. Christmas is all around from Love Actually. Yeah. Iconic. Mm. Um, and Blaze of Glory from Young Guns 2. Yes, the song okay. is great. It is a great song. The movie song. is not great. Yeah. But um, uh, it is a moment in that movie. I'll also give a shout out to White Christmas. That was from a movie. Yeah, that is iconic. Okay. Shall I say my number one? Yes. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. I didn't think of it because you don't hear it often. But it is an iconic song that does fully stand on its own. Yeah. Separate to the movie. Mm-hmm. My number one, I will always love Okay, you. good, good. good. Yep. I honestly <laughs> couldn't think of what else uh, it was. My number one, Queen of the Night. Queen. No. <laughs> um, I will my always love My number one, it's Christmas in Heaven. From, from The Bodyguard. Life. Every sperm is sacred. There's lots more. There's so many, Lee. So many like more. Like some of the other ones on that AFI Top 100. Well, I looked at the list, and it had, but it had like Chariots of Fire by Vangelis. I'm like, that's not a song. Yeah. Yeah. But like Somewhere Over the, over the Rainbow, As Time Goes By, Sing in the Rain, Moon River, White Christmas, yep. Mrs. Robinson. Oh, yeah, Mrs. When Robinson. You Wish Upon a Star. I Have the Tiger. The Way We Were. Um, Thank but- Heaven for Little Girls. I mean... <laughs> There was another couple that I thought about. What's another random one on this list? Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake was written for the movie Trolls. Yeah. But I've not seen the movie and the movie is... Happy was... Happy by Pharrell Williams was written for Despicable Me. Um, The Glory of Love uh, by Peter Cetera was for The Karate Kid Part 2. I should have probably put that in because it was part of the music for my wedding. According to Billboard, the number 57 movie song of all time is Duran Duran's A View to a Kill. Oh. According to... Even though in the whole rest of this list, there is not a single other Bond song. God. According to um, the AFI, 
Yeah. The number 57 song is The Windmills of Your Mind from The Thomas Crown Affair in 1968 oh God. by Noel Harrison. The number 52, according to Billboard, is Beyonce featuring Slim Thug. Check on it in The Pink Panther. Surely then it's just that's just based off sales. One spot below Wind Beneath My Wings. Ooh. Phil Collins' Two Hearts in Buster. Fame. But you don't hear that often. Flash, Flash Dance. Dance. But also, like, There's that's a got lot Flash of Dance and Maniac. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Yeah, and true. In this list, this Billboard list, it has, like, five songs from the Stain Alive soundtrack. Mm. Um, so they're not that particular, I don't think. Number 69, also, On the Good Ship, Lollipop. But some of these songs just also aren't great songs. No. Don't Let Go by En Vogue was in a movie. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, great song. In the, it was in the soundtrack of the crime film Set It Off, star, starring Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, and Vivica A. Fox. Oh, you know what I could have done? What? Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. I did think about that. Mm. Seal's Kiss from a Rose was in Batman Forever. Oh, that's true. That's a good song. La Bamba in La Bamba. So there, yeah, there's lots by the of Goo Goo songs. But, oh, I, there's so many songs. We could talk about this for hours. I very almost put The Power of Love from Back to the Future. I thought you might have. But the others are more iconic and I think more related to the movie. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. You know what I mean? Speaking of iconic movies with music, what are we doing next week? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, That's our top five for movies. And next week we are, let me just get up the notes, even though I probably know it off the top of my head. Let me see. Yeah, that's what it is. We are doing. Uh, this was like number fifth. What the song from this was like number fifty-five on that top sixty-five Billboard songs of all time from movies. Mm-hmm. You're the one that I want from Greece. Oh, I thought your number one on that list was going to be uh, the Grease Mega Mix. No, I did think about um, Xanadu. Oh yeah. Well. That I did think about You Can't Stop the Music from You Can't Stop the Music, the village movie people, but we said it wasn't about to be movies about musicians. Yeah. Even though we both put in the bodyguard. And there's exceptions because of people. <laughs> yeah. All right. People get exceptions. Um so we're doing Greece next because okay. it is forty five years this year. Wow. Yeah. And Vale Olivia Newton John. Vale O N J. Mm. Six Six Degrees, degrees. from uh, that to that. John Travolta to Bette Midler or Barbara Hershey. Or John Hurd. Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis in Black Swan. Yep. John Hurd, Macaulay Culkin, Catherine O'Hara, Kieran Culkin. That um, asshole uncle. <laughs> or Joe Pesci or Daniel Stern. That's true. There's other people in that. Um, Were Billy Crystal John and Travolta John Travolta done? in a movie together? Not that I can think of. Hang on. Didn't you say John Travolta and Robin Williams were in a movie together? Old dogs. Oh, uh, So there you go. No, we'll just so do what we did last week. but No, well, what we can do is... Oh, that's long. Well, no, you go, Bette Midler was in... Yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> I was thinking about it totally different way. So you went Bette Midler to 
Peter Coyote, Peter Coyote to, Robin, to Williams, Robin Williams to John, to John Travolta. Travolta. I was going to do it way longer. Yeah, I was trying to and think I of other going... Olivia Newton-John movies, but other than Xanadu and A Mum for Christmas, I can't really think of any. I was going... I was trying to get from John Travolta to Daniel Stern through Billy Crystal. Okay, so John Travolta, Robin Williams, then Robin Williams and Billy Crystal were in Father's Day. Oh. And then Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern... Macaulay, uh, Macaulay Culkin or John Hurd mm. uh, Beaches. Beaches. So they both work. Yours is yeah. just one step quicker and one higher on the A-list movie stars. I feel like there's another way. John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John. Uma Thurman, Bruce Willis. Why? John Pulp Travolta in Pulp Fiction. I, I, you, I said Olivia Newton-John and you said Uma Thurman. And I'm like, oh. ONJ is not in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> well, what if uh, John Travolta was in um, Hairspray? Yeah. With Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Who was in... Um, Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton, Batman Returns. Michelle Pfeiffer, Walken. Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. No, we've done it. We've done it twice. There might be another way. Jump in the Facebook group if you think there's a better way. But we are watching Grease next week for Two Drink Cinema. So get on to that for the 45th anniversary. And that is our last episode for November before we go all Christmassy Ooh. with three Christmas movies I've not seen before. Oh, that's going to be good. So that will be very interesting. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Drink Cinema. Hit subscribe on your podcast app or like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. If your podcast app allows it, do a rating and review and click the link below to send us a tip to come up with some tastier cocktails. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast, either leave the tip or become a member for early access to these episodes by using the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group for more chat about the movies we review and make sure you follow us on the socials to keep up to date. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your podcast app. Happy viewing and drink responsibly. If you're enjoying this episode of Two Drink Cinema, check out our other podcast, Two Out of Three Recommend. Each week we get together to chat about life and recommend drinks, movies, shows and things to keep you busy. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the social.